It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now, here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I said the one and only Creative Real Estate Podcast. And today we are getting really creative with some creative financing strategies. If you've ever thought to yourself, seller financing doesn't work in a hot market. If you've thought that, Matt Spangenberg is about to correct that untrue thought for you today. So I'm really excited to have him on the show. We're going to talk about a six unit. We're going to talk about another six unit. We're going to talk about a seven unit. In my mind, I would have thought, skip six units, skip seven units, go straight for the 200. But man, if I was making 350K like Matt did on just one of these properties, I probably stick with the six and sevens for a while because it's kind of incredible how he's doing it. You're going to learn quite a bit as I dive, as we all collectively dive into each of these three properties. We're going to try to do, try to do it nice and quickly, get all the meat of the, of the properties so that you understand how you could do the exact same thing. Matt Spangberg, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for asking. All right. So let's, let's go right into here. When did you say to yourself in the first year, all I need is a year. What was the first year that you said to yourself, I'd like to do real estate? Mm, probably 2009. All right. So it's been about 10 years. When did you do your first real estate deal? Uh, about 2009. I bought a single family home. You bought a single family home. When did you get into these commercial multifamilies? I was doing single family for like seven years, eight years, myself, me, myself, and I. And then I realized, well, if I would bring in a partner, we can scale and get in a smaller multifamily. So that's what I did last year. Okay. So you've been working on larger multifamily with a partner for about a year. Collectively, it sounds like you guys have made well over a half a million dollars so far in a year. Split between two people. I would have to say that's a pretty good profit. Wouldn't you say so yourself? Yeah, I can't beat it anywhere else. Okay, let's, let's go in and talk a little bit about this six unit. What I think is kind of interesting, and spoiler alert to those who are listening, bought it for 300, added an extra 500,000. Here's a sixplex. Here's your 350K per unit. Not stopping there. We're going to put in another 500,000, almost 100 more K per unit. And you'd wonder, how, how, where did this money go? Don't worry, we'll ask Matt. He'll help us learn a little bit about this. But if it was valued, it is valued at $1.2 million, which means they were able to get a loan, which got the whole 800K taken care of. Plus, they got another 50000 in their pockets that helped them do the next deal with none of the money out of their pocket this time. Kind of interesting, love it. So why don't you fill us in on the details that I missed, talking about that six unit building that you got 100% owner financed and then put in an extra 500K. Sure, so I, uh, I wanted to get bigger. I wanted to get out of the single families and get into multifamilies. So I was driving by for many years, this one property dilapidated six unit and had a for rent sign. So 
I called a for rent sign number and said, Hey, mister, uh, do you want to sell your building? And he was like, what? It's for rent. I said, yeah, I know, but do you want to sell it? He said, well, make me an offer. So we went back and forth and uh, we settled on 300, which I didn't have at the time. Uh, all my money was tied up in single family homes. So this one actually, Adam, we did not do hundred percent financing. This one we bought straight up. The next one I did hundred percent financing. Okay. Okay. So, I so missed, this, I missed that point yeah, and I'm sorry. That's, okay. that's all right. So this one, uh, he said he wanted 300 and I said, okay, well, let's do it. And I didn't have 300. <laughs> so I committed first and figured it out later. So I called a friend and said, Hey man, you want to go in with me on this? I think it could be good. He said, sure, let's do it. So we went to the bank, got a loan for 240. We put up 60 and then we did put 500 grand into it. We gutted every single unit down to the studs, knew everything. Rents went from 450, 500. Now they're 1475, 1350. Totally. Holy bumped. cow. That's crazy. That's a lot. Went from like a, a C minus to an A plus. Really cool. And what, how about the market? How about the neighborhood? What, what kind of uh, street is it on? So it's actually in a unique situation where it's its own building set back from the road with like some houses around it. So it's not like in an apartment neighborhood per se. Nice. Nice. And so to sum that one up, you bought it for 300, you put in 60 down, got a bank loan for 240. Then where did the 500,000 come from? That's a lot of money. <laughs> that is a lot of money. That came from uh, HELOCs, lines of credits. Me and my partner had cash, uh, some little bit of hard money we borrowed here and there from people, wherever we could scrounge it up. Awesome. We, we, we originally figured on putting like 350 into it and we went over <laughs> 550. Very, very. But we got it back at the end. Good, good. All right. So then when you refinanced it, because you're into it now about 800, uh, you refinanced it. Your loan was about 850. So you, you, what did you do with the 50,000? So we, we figured it would be worth around 1.2 based on caps and stuff. We got it appraised. It came in at 1.2. So we said, look, just give us 850, give us our, all our money back. And we wanted, you know, 50 grand more for the next deal, which already had, we had already purchased, but we're kind of slowly going. So you want to go into that deal? I would like to go into that deal. <laughs> You're making so that, me ask you. Yeah. So that deal was, uh, I looked up, uh, I bought on list source, a list of owner occupants or owners who own apartments around. And I went and knocked on this guy's door and said, Hey, I see you have this uh, six unit you ever think about selling it? And he was in his eighties, which I knew. And uh, he said, oh, come on in, let's talk. So we talked and he said, I'd want like 450 if I were to sell it. I said, well, maybe I can do that. Let's look at it. So we looked at it and brought my same partner in and said, what do you think? And um, we, we negotiated for a couple of weeks back and forth, took him to coffee and got him down to 310, which he said he'd never go below 350, but we got him down to 310 and then I asked him, what are you going to do with the money? He said, well, I'll just put it in the bank because I'm old. I don't want to risk it. So I explained to him owner finance installment sale and said, we'll give you 5% on your money versus 1% in the bank. And you can go to Florida, go do whatever you want. And you're still going to get a check coming in. And he said, I like that. And then I said, well, if you want, we can give you some money down or if you prefer I'd rather take that money and put it into this building. It needs a new roof, needs windows. And he said, yeah, that's fine. Just I'll hundred percent finance it, put the money in the building. Um, and then we said, and then even he was a little leery about the 310. He really wanted 350. 
So I said, well, look, I'll, I'll do you a favor and I'll do interest only for two years. So that way I'm going to pay you 15 grand in interest. So in two years, when we pay you to 310, you actually got 340 because you got 15 grand each year in interest. So you're really getting 340. You just have to wait two years to get it. And he liked that a lot better. And obviously interest only for us worked a whole lot better for the cash flow. Very, very interesting. Okay. So you, you went over, you knocked on a door and, and you said, Hey, do you want to sell the building? The guy said, let's talk. I would want no more, no less than 450. He said, maybe I could pay 450. You walked in, looked at it, brought your partner, looked at it, read the book, never split the difference. Absolutely. <laughs> and brought the, saved yourself 140,000. Yep. And then you, you somehow, I kind of think this is genius, turn that interest only for two years to get an extra uh, 40,000 or 30,000 for him. Uh, what's interesting about that to me is that he's not making principal, he's making interest. So he's getting the money. And so what happens after the end of the two years? So the end of two years, we're going to refinance in traditional financing, which by that time, all of our value add will be done. Plus we had all the extra rent coming in to use to improve the building and pay him off and he'll be happy. So at closing, it was crazy. At closing, we, we signed the papers and we get all the rents for like, I don't know, say two grand a month and we give him a check for 1300. Like, why did you even sell us the building, man? You're losing money. But to him, he, he loved it. He didn't have to have any more headaches. Very interesting. Uh, so what's it going to be worth? So when that's done, we, we five of the apartments we already remodeled, we're, we got one more to go and we bumped the rents from one was 500 to 650. One was a thousand. We got to 1300. One was six. We got to 925. So that's probably going to be worth about 550 when we're done. So you buy it for 310 and you're going to be putting in like around a hundred K. That's going to, that's all out, out of pocket. Let's just call it 410. Yep. And it's going to be worth, you said, 550000 And we'd do the math on an 80% loan. That's four hundred and forty. So it, this is a, an amazing burst strategy on just having a sixplex. You're actually able to pull out 30 extra thousand dollars. How long is it going to take you to do that again? This one will be about a year. A year as well. Wow, that's, that's really awesome. All right, so let's talk about the sevenplex that you said earlier that you bought in January of 2019. Yep. So that one I bought, that one was, uh, oh, this one, that's, this is a good one. This is an off-market deal. And I tell everyone I know, like, hey, if you ever see an apartment, I want to buy. So I have a, um, my Home Depot salesman. I told him, hey, everyone I know, if you have anything, I want to buy it. He calls me up and says, Matt, I got this deal. A guy came into the store and he's looking to buy paint carpet because he said his dad's getting ready to sell his apartment building. So he wants to fix it up. So he's like, I said, just give me his number. That's all you have to do. And, and I'll remember you later. So he did. He gave me his number. I called the guy and older guy was had it for 30 years, getting ready to sell it. I said, don't do anything. I'll buy it as is. I'm a, I'm a contractor. I do remodeling. I said, I'll buy it as is. I don't need you to do anything. So he wanted 430. And I got him down to 370 and um, I didn't have any money because all my money was still in that first six unit. 
that we didn't refire yet at the time. And, um, but I was like, it's a good deal. I'll find the money. So I called a friend who's known me for years and known all these single family homes I'm doing and, and uh, smaller multifamily. And I said, Hey, you, you want to lend me some money? He goes, yeah, what do you need? I said, I need 75 grand. He goes, sure. No problem. 8%. I said, you got yourself a deal. So I didn't tell the bank this, but you know, I got his money, put it in my account, went to closing his 75 grand for a down payment. The bank gave me 80% loan to value on the property. So bought that no money out of pocket. So we refinanced the first six unit. I got my part of my money back, which I'm using now to fix up this seven unit. And this one's just mine. Oh, okay. So you got that seven unit without a partner. Yep. Well, my partner is my debt partner. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. And so tell me what's going to happen with that. What's the plan? What are you going to exit it out? I think you said you bought it at 370, even though you wanted 430. And um, yeah, what amount are you going to put into it? What's it going to be worth? And what are you going to refinance it? What is that? uh, What do you think that's looking like? So that one's looking like probably about another, I think 110, I figured to put into it, updating every unit, some roofing, some outdoor maintenance, extending the parking lot. So I'll be in that one for probably 480. And that should be worth probably around 600 when it's done. I mean, the, the one apartment already that I've only been working on one so far, and that was at 650. And I uh, added another bedroom in the attic and going to get 13 for that. Okay. So, and so, so you said you bought it for 480 and it's probably going to be 600. So you're, you're going to be all in with nothing. You won't have like a bunch of money in the, in your pocket, but also yeah. you don't, you, you, you'll own a $500,000 property with no money out of your pocket at the end of the day. That's the plan. That's pretty cool. And let me ask you this, um, as a contractor, you're better than most of us at judging the rehab. So what I'd like to really figure out is the the time that you expected the rehab to be 350 and it ended up being 500. What mistakes did you make that someone like me can actually learn from? Sure. So some of them were mistakes and some of them were just uh, me and my partner feeling generous (laughs) and splurging a little. So we originally figured, Hey, let's just carpet the whole place. Um, You know, do this, do that. And when we got into it, we realized some, some of the stuff we didn't realize was there's no sound between the walls. This was an old hundred year old building. So we, we paid extra to do, um, rock sound insulation. We also put homo soundboard on top of that five H drywall. So whatever problem we ran into was times six. So if we, you know, if it's a $2,500 problem times six, that's what, like 7,500 bucks or, or more. So that was part of it. Um, we had to do spray foam insulation in the attic. We, we have a third floor. It's really cool. It's got barn beams. But in order to preserve the barn beams and get the sound, or not the sound, the, um, the energy efficient insulation, we had to do spray foam instead of bats to get it in a smaller amount. So that added extra time six. Uh, we wind up doing the whole place hardwood floors instead of carpet just because we thought, we're, we're both young. We're like, we're going to have this for 30 years. Let's just do it right. Do it nice. So we did a lot of upgrades like that. Hardwood, tile, exposed beams. But in the end, the rents were higher than we expected. So it all worked out. You know, we spent more, but we got more for rent. So appraised more. So we refied more. 
Love it. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the final five. This episode of the Creative Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by both you and brought to you by the show itself. And we just wanted to say thank you, Jason. I really appreciate having you as a listener. And we have an ask. We've got a quick ask. If you have uh, been listening to the show for a little while, you love the show, and you haven't taken the time to leave a rating and a review, I just wanted to ask to see if you wouldn't mind uh, going into iTunes and doing a written review as well as a rating. Um, so that's our only ask. Let's get back to the show. Mr. Matt Spangenberg, what is the most creative deal you've ever done? Uh, well, creative, I would say maybe my first one I ever did. Uh, I had a, I got a HELOC on my house, so I'm line of credit. And the first house I bought ever was a fire damage house. Um, a twin had a fire. The people just wanted the insurance money. I paid 68 grand for it and I went in and fixed it up myself for 30 grand and I had no idea what I was doing. I just thought this would be fun. Let's see how it works. So I get it done. I refi it. It appraised at like 130. I get all my money back. My mortgage tax insurance is like 900 bucks a month. I list it for rent at two grand for college students because it's in a college town. I get two grand a month. So my first rental, I'm clearing $1,100 a month. And, I'm, and I get all my money back and I'm hooked. And I made the mistake of telling my wife and kids, I said, I just need 10 rentals and I can retire. <laughs> oh, so why was that such a big mistake? Oh, because I have like 50 now. And they're like, dad, you said when you had 10, you would retire. Got it. Got it. When I, when I got number nine, they were like, dad, one more. I'm like, oh, did I say that? Oh, oh sorry. I was mistaken. <laughs> awesome. All right. So the next question is a book that you recommend. Never split the difference. Perfect. And uh, you already showed us what that can do for us, where you made yourself an extra hundred grand two different times. All right. So the next question is just about if you can take us back exactly five years and just talk to me about what it looked like. What were you doing? What were you stressed about? What were you buying? What did it look like five years ago? Five years ago, um, I had a small construction company and I was buying one or two houses a year on my own, fixing them and burning them. And that was it. Growing what about, what about, what does it look like in five years from today? What, what kind of uh, vision do you have for that? Five years from today, I'd say I'd have 300 units, not syndicated partners, me and myself, and then also get into some syndications. Cool. How about how you give back? Talk to us about the way that Mr. Matt Spangenberg gives back. So I, I give a lot of money in my church, my local church. I think that's a good place to give it. Uh, I also like to invest in younger guys coming up, teaching them. Um, most of my employees that work for me in construction have rentals of their own that I've encouraged them. Hey, you should look at this. You should get that. And uh, I just love helping other people get into this. That's really cool. How do people find you? I mean, it, sound, it sounds like you love helping other people. It sounds like you have just a ton of experience but by, I think, like, 2009, you started buying properties, flipping them, rehabbing them, burning them. Uh, you have construction experience. You've bought a bunch of, uh, you know, you've flipped these three or bird these three larger multifamilies. You know what it's like to negotiate. You know what it's like to, uh, to negotiate seller financing, negotiate costs off of your deals. I mean, there's probably a lot of people listening that probably want to just pick your brain. How do they do that? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on LinkedIn. 
Um, I always say I have a life. I don't have Facebook, <laughs> but um, I guess the best way would be email. You can email me at uh, Carly Investment Holdings at gmail.com. And that's Carly with a K. Carly with a K Investment Holdings at gmail.com. Yep. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I learned a ton. It was fun following your story, seeing where you're going. I can't wait for you to get to your 10 rentals or 50 or 100 or whatever it really takes. I think you're already at 50. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. <laughs> I'm going to let you go, my friend. But until next time, think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go, but until next time, think outside the box.